world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Man, how can it be February already? Uh, I, I got a couple of numerology things that were pretty amazing. Yesterday was, uh, I took Sunday afternoon. Was it yesterday was Sunday when I uh, paid my, paid our monthly bills? It always takes me a while to do that. And I, yesterday was two four two thousand twenty four for you numbers guys. That's kind of odd, isn't it? Two four twenty twenty four. And then we were coming home from my. Uh, uh, my my granddaughter had a birthday party for little uh, uh, Scarlett, who turned two. And coming home, we're riding in our new Jeep. And I looked down, well, it's not a new Jeep, riding in the Jeep that's new to us. I looked down at the speedometer, and the speedometer said 13, 13, 13. Odometer, 131, 131, 13, 13, 13. I didn't know whether I ought to pull my car off and park for the night or what I should do. <laughs> But I took a picture of it because I don't know if I've ever seen it or not. One thirteen, thirteen, thirteen. Well, I put the cross up and said, "Rebuke that in Jesus' name." Boy, oh boy! Hey, I'm going to St. Clairsville this morning. I just found that out. I'm going to go to St. Clairsville on Saturday morning. They have a God and Country uh, group over there that uh, they invited me to come and speak. So, anybody out that way, if you're interested in joining me, let let me know. It's, I think it's ten o'clock on. On Saturday morning, and my wife always says, "Honey, tell them that you'll come and speak." Okay, I'll come. Look, I, I'd be honored to come speak to your group wherever it is. I don't charge an arm and a leg. I ask you to pay for, um, uh, just help me pay with my expenses. That's it. I come, come anywhere, right? Come anywhere. So, uh, I don't, I don't get many invitations anymore to do it. I, I'm going to, I'm going to show you why here today, because I think there's a real shift that's taking place. Uh, we don't know what to do. You know, our borders under attack. Uh, we're not even a country anymore. Trannies are running everything. Is it just me or does anybody else out there feel like the evil are in control of everything? They're, they're, running, they're running everything. It's amazing, right? The church sits back. It seems to be so powerless to do anything. And we seem to be powerless to do anything because we don't think we're supposed to do anything, right? We're supposed to sit back and let them, let them do whatever the heck they want to do to us. I want to talk to you with you a little bit today about that, about what's really going on. Hey, Spencer, pull up for me, or Jonathan, I guess is this morning. John, pull up Church Revival. It's an email says Church Revival. Yeah, Speak Life. I try to speak life everywhere I go. Uh, somebody sent this to me. It's really good. I want to share it with you this morning here. It says, a real move of the Holy Spirit would devastate most churches today. Somebody say Amen. A real move of the Holy Ghost would devastate. Amen. Amen. It would expose sin and prescribe sanctification. It would replace our hoedowns with holy worship and our holy hops with humility. It would purify our politics, turn our stages back into pulpits, and our worship sets back into altars. It would produce prophets. And not preachers for profit. It would produce saints and not so-called sinners saved by grace. It would turn auditoriums back into sanctuaries, turn our houses back into homes, and transform the tippers into tithers. We would fall on our faces in repentance and not on our backs in search of ecstasy. A real move of the Holy Ghost would leave onlookers perceiving that we have been with Jesus. When unbelievers encounter us, they will be convicted and convinced. The secrets of their hearts will be revealed. And so falling down on their faces 
they will worship God and report that God is truly among us. Boy, that's it, isn't it? No fear. There's no fear of God in the church anymore. I want to talk a little bit about that this morning. And uh, golly, it's 50 degrees. It's 50. I played golf yesterday. Golf on February 4th. Golf. Amazing. What's going on? Then they got all these horrible floods that are going on out in California. Everything everything seems to be upside down. It really seems to be upside down. I want to pull up to you. Uh, My wife, I love my wife so much. Uh, Pull up for me, uh, Johnny, if you can. I'm trying to find my stuff over here. Pull up Psalm 18. Uh, The fear of the Lord is almost non-existent in the American church. Fear of the Lord. We love the Lord. He loves us. It's all love, 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 love. And Michelle and I, we were, uh, she twisted my arm and we were doing our daily Bible reading together the other day and we were reading Psalms. And although this is a bit, although this is a bit lengthy, I would imagine there would be those, if it were possible, who would love to get rid of Psalm 18. Because it's not a picture of the loving, I'm okay, you're okay, Jesus, that they're giving us in the churches. So just bear with me here as we read Psalm 18 together. I will love thee, O Lord, with my strength. I could stop and preach right there. (laughs) Do you? How about this? I will love you, Lord, with my compromise. I will love you, Lord, with my cowardice. I I will love you, Lord, with my... Why don't we go along to get along? I'll, I'll love you with that. No, no, I'll, I'll love you, Lord, with my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I'm going to call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. The sorrows of death compassed me. And the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. Boy, that's 2024, isn't it? The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death stopped me. But in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God, and he heard my voice out of his temple. My cry came before him, even into his ears. Let's see what happens when his cry comes into his ears. Then the earth shook. And trembled. The foundations also of the hills moved and were shaken because he was wroth. Randy, what was that earthquake out there in Oklahoma, Randy, with all those all those biblical numbers in there? You can talk about that if you want to. The earth shook and trembled. And California is about to blow off the face of the earth, is it not, with a storm coming their way? At least they tell us. Remember, God loves you, brothers. God loves you. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils. You get this picture of God? Smoke going out of his nostrils. And fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also. He came down. And the darkness was under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub and did fly, yeah, He did fly upon the wings of the wind. This is the God that winks and nods at your sin. He made darkness his secret place. His pavilion round about him were dark waters and thick clouds of the sky. And at the brightness that was before him, his thick clouds passed hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered in heavens, and the highest gave his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. That was his voice, by the way. Yeah. He sent out his arrows and scattered them. He shot out his lightnings and discomfited them. I bet it did. And the channels of water were seen. The foundations of the world were discovered at thy rebuke. O Lord, at the blast of the breath of thy nostrils. Folks, he breathed fire and brimstone and the foundations of the world were discovered. He sent from above. 
He took me. He drew me out of many waters and he delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. They, my strong enemies, prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands hath he repaid me. For I've kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all of his judgments were before me and I did not put away his statutes from me. I was also upright before him and I kept myself from my own sin. Therefore, hath the Lord repaid me according to my righteousness and according to the cleanness of my hands and his eyesight. With the merciful thou wilt show thyself merciful. With an upright man thou wilt show thyself upright. With the pure thou wilt show thyself pure. And with the froward thou wilt show thyself froward. For thou wilt save the afflicted people, but will bring down high looks. For thou wilt light my candle. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. For by him I have run through a troop. Boy, was that verse. That verse right there was so real to me when I went through my problem with the American Civil Liberties Union. For by them I have run right through them. I ran right through them. By my God have I leaped over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He's a buckler to all those that trust in him. For who is God, save the Lord? Who is a rock, save our God? It is God that girdeth me with strength, maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hinds feet. You guys know what hinds feet are? Like hooves that dig in. And he setteth me upon my high place. He teaches my hands to war. So that a bow of steel is broken by mine arms. Thou hast also given me the shield of thy salvation. And thy right hand hath holden me up. And thy gentleness hath made me great. You have enlarged my steps under me that my feet did not slip. I have pursued mine enemies and overtaken them. Neither did I turn again till they were consumed. I have wounded them, but they were not able to rise. They are fallen under my feet. For thou hast girded me with strength unto the battle, Thou subdued under me those that rose up against me. You have given me the neck of my enemy, that I might destroy them that hate me. They cried, but there was none to save them. Uh, They cried even to the Lord, but he didn't answer them. Then did I beat them small as the dust before the wind. I did cast them out as the dirt in the streets. Thou hast delivered me from the strivings of the people. Thou hast made me the head of the heathen, meaning over them, ruling over the heathen. A people whom I have not known shall serve me. As soon as they hear me, they shall obey me. The strangers shall submit themselves unto me. The strangers shall fade away and be afraid out of their close places. The Lord liveth and blessed be the rock. Let the God of my salvation be exalted. It's God that avengeth me and subdueth the people under me. He delivers me from mine enemies. Yeah, thou listeth me up above those that rise up against me. Thou hast delivered me from the violent man. This is a psalm of victory, isn't it? This isn't a psalm of tolerance and diversity and 
I'm okay, you're okay. Therefore will I give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen, and sing praises unto your name amongst the heathen. Let them hear about it. Great deliverance giveth he to his king, and showeth mercy to his anointed, to David, and to his seed forevermore. I bet that don't get preached in many churches today. What do you think? Bet you're not hearing that. Poem number four. Let me get this out of my system here on Monday morning. Show number 2079. Carter Conlon, the church at uh, Time on Times Square. You ready? Go ahead. This is on the first Sunday he preached his following. Listen to Sometime me like you never life. listened to me ever in your life. We have got to lay our lives down for the purposes of God. This is not a Sunday school 50, the Church of Jesus Christ. This is not an invitation to have continuous good times. This is a war for the souls of men. Come out from among them. Run for your life. Because this is about your life. It's not just about an opposing theology or conflicting viewpoint on Jesus. This is about your life. My mind is forever branded with the story that I heard of police officers from the city of New York as, as people were fleeing from a crumbling building. There were police officers and firemen and others that were running towards the building saying, run for your life at their own peril. And in some cases, I believe they knew they were going to die, but there was a sense of duty. I was crying out to God. I said, God, oh, Jesus, don't let my sense of duty be less for your kingdom than these beloved firemen and policemen were for those that are perishing in the falling tower. We're living in a generation when truth is falling into the streets. I want to be among those that are not running away from the conflict, but running into the conflict and say, run for your life. Run from Gospels that focus only on success and prosperity. Run! Run from those who use the name of Christ only for his personal gain. Run from those that are picking your pocket in the name of Jesus. Run! Run from Gospels that only focus on self-improvement. Run! Run from churches where men and not Christ are glorified. Run! Run! Body of Christ, run! Get out! Don't touch the unclean thing. Run from churches in America and Canada where there is no Bible. There's no cross in the theology. There's no soul-searching word. There's no repentance from sin. There's no mention of the blood of Jesus. Run! It's unclean! Run! Run from churches where you're comfortable in your sins. If you come into the house of God and you've got sin in your life and you're not convicted of it, you're at a table of devils. Run from pulpits that are filled with political men who are using the pulpit of God for a personal political agenda. Run! Run from those who preach division between races and cultures. Run! Run! Get out! Turn it off! Get away from it! They know nothing of God. Run from ungodly, spasmodic movements and endless, empty prophesying. Beloved church, run for your life. Run from preachers that stand and tell stories and jokes. Run like you've never run before. Run! 
Run for your life, baby. Run for your life. You know, one of the things that uh, I get some criticism for, as I say, Coach Dave, you've got to quit attacking the body of Christ. <laughs> I said, you must not be listening. I'm not attacking the body of Christ. I'm exposing it. <laughs> I'm exposing it. The, the true body of Christ. The true body of Christ. Run! Get out of those feel-good churches. You know, I know a couple of people, Betty being one of them, who started their own home fellowship. You say, Coach, how can I do that? I'm not anointed. I'm not a pastor. I haven't had any theological training. That's the problem. That's the problem. Supposed to be small groups of people, of families, loving each other, caring for each other, keeping each other accountable. Some of us like to walk into these big churches because there's no accountability. It's a place to hide. Good to see you, brother. Have a great week, brother. See you next week, brother. And outside, the world's going to hell. Folks, there is no, there is no place on earth right now where the kingdom of God is in charge. Now, wait a minute. The kingdom of God's in charge of everything. But the evidence, (coughs) the evidence of the kingdom of God and God's people in charge is nowhere to be seen. Anybody want to argue with me on that? The Supreme Court, they told us for years and years and years, if we could only overturn Roe, only overturn Roe, and we overturn Roe, and they arrest 11 people for protecting babies that have a right to live. Oh, if we just overturn Roe. Oh, if we can just get Donald Trump back in there. Oh, <coughs> oh look up, brothers, our redemption draws nigh. Oh, worse is better. Oh. I encourage a lot of you to come out of them. Come out of her. Come out of her. Come out of her. Get into real deep, personal relationship with Christ and other Christians. See, the phony church, the fake church, gives you the feeling that everything's okay, doesn't it? Yeah? I'm okay, you're okay, go in there, rub shoulders together, never miss on Sunday morning. See, what do you teach? What are they teaching your kids on Sunday morning? Well, I don't know. They go to children's church. Oh, yeah, what goes on children's church? <coughs> Pardon me. Well, they, come out, they come out drawing pictures of drafts. Really? Really? And I become kind of a pariah because people are afraid of me because. I come into the church, I'm going to try to get them motivated to go. See, they they can't even go take a stake and go do a prayer walk and drive a stake in the ground. They can't even do that. Why? Well, we might offend somebody, right? Coach Dave, we're, we're, we're all about love. We're non-judgmental here. Oh, you fool. You fool? You mean you're non-judgmental? Fool, you go to you go to the steakhouse and say, "Oh, I don't care. Bring me whatever. I'm not I'm non-judgmental. <laughs> Bring me whatever you want to. I, I don't judge anything here. No, I don't. I don't do anything. We need revival. Run for your life. See, here's what I do every day, and I believe you could do this, folks. You know, we're not, I'm not, right now, I'm not talking to people that I can reach out and touch. Steve Dex in New Jersey. Paul Goslin's in Maine. Myra's in Jersey. Randy's in wherever the hell Randy's in, Oklahoma. I got people in California. You say, Coach Dave, oh, you, uh, you know, if you're for, I, I heard it this weekend, by the way. Coach Dave, yeah, you're forsaking the assembling of yourselves together. So what are you talking about? Do it seven days a week. 
seven to five days a week. I'm sorry. Five days a week I assemble together. No, I'm not in the same room rubbing elbows with him. When one of our people need help, we help. We pray for one another. We encourage one another. We lift one another up. And all your friends who go to church say, oh, well, you're just doing that on You're just doing that online. Come to our church. Music make you feel so good. Somebody say amen just so I got one. Give me a thumbs up so I know I got one, one friend. I don't care. If amen. I don't care if I got any friends out there or not. So what are you saying? I'm saying some of you are going to have to belly up to the bar. And some of you are going to have to start your own fellowship in your own house. You have to start your own fellowship in your own house. You say, Coach, how do I do that? Well, take a video and play it. Find a fighter that find that Carter Collin video I just played and play it. Take stuff you see here on Coach Dave and get six people in your house and play it and get out the Bible. And say, what do you think about this? What do you think? We'll say, well, Coach, uh, who's the pastor? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Does it matter? Really matter who the pastor is? So we go to church now calls who the pastor is? Is that what it is? Look, you, you learn the Bible through relationships, folks. Through relationships. That's how you do it. And if you think that you're going to get filled with the power of God by going and sitting in some cold, dead church where they're doing uh, prosperity preaching and your best life, if you think that's the gospel, the kingdom of God, I'm telling you, I don't know what I don't know what to tell you. Run for your life. There's floods in, uh, unbelievable floods in uh, California. Lives are going to be devastated. What goods of prosperity gospel are going to be doing there? Uh, We have truckers heading to Texas because we can't get our own government to protect us from invasion. I don't know if that's going to end very well. Yes, Brown Cal, the pastor's the high priest. Boy, you don't question him or anything might make him uncomfortable. He's not going to say anything. It's going to cause people not to come around, put money in the plate. Eh, ain't about money. We all need money to live. I ask for money here. It's not money. It's your heart. It's your heart. Poem number three real quick, then I'm going to open it up. I hope I get this one right. Johnny, hopefully this one will be okay. This, are you ready? Are you Are you sitting? I don't know who this guy is, but I'd like to get to know him. Go ahead and play it. Churches that were in existence during Nazi Germany's reign, 18,000 churches in Germany. And 3,000 churches were for Hitler. 3,000 churches were against Hitler. 12,000 churches, oh, we don't want to get involved. Because of their indifference, you want to know what happened? The moment that Hitler was voted into office, remember he was elected into his place, which could have been changed and stopped had the 12,000 churches actually taken their place and been the light that God had called them to be. But because of their cowardness and their being ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, what happened? The power of God was nullified and that demonic creature raised his head and killed millions of people. He was a human filled with demons. But the moment Hitler became in power, he took the 3,000 churches that stood against him and he killed them, killed the pastors, incarcerated them, and then killed them. And then, guess what? The 12,000 that stood up and said, well, wait, this isn't right. He went after them next. You better stand when there's time to stand. You better be a voice when there's time to be a voice. You better rise when you can still stand. You better shine while there's an opportunity for you to shine the light of Jesus Christ. 18,000 churches that okay, were... put that in there. Boy, that's, a, that's like today, isn't it? That's like today. huh? The Supreme Court says there's no right to an abortion, and they arrest 11 people down in Tennessee, and not a peep from the churches. Not a peep from them. And how many men go to Washington, D.C., just trying to do their patriotic duty against wickedness, exercising their God-given right to free exercise of their faith and to petition their government for a redress of grievances, and they lock them up in jail without a trial, not a peep from the church. I'm frustrated this morning. Maybe I'm on the wrong side of history. Maybe Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it all is just supposed to go to hell, so to speak. Everything just go to pot. 
Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll just sit back and watch my neighbor's kid get raped. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll do it. Coach, it's a sign of times. You know, it's just going to get worse and worse. Yeah, maybe I ought to be for. Maybe I ought to take some of my tax dollars and pay it for to cut off my neighbor's dingling. Yeah, might as well do that. Might as well do that. Uh, maybe I'll just sit around while they arrest my neighbor for going and street preaching outside the abortion. Like, yeah, well, he shouldn't have done that. You know, I was supposed to love everybody and be non-judgmental. And uh, who is he to judge? And you, you tracking with me? That's that's where we are. That's where my frustration comes from. I look around, and say, how the hell are we losing? Better, why are we losing? Don't we want to win? Because hey, oh Lord, I'll say it, Lord. If we started winning. Oh, I'd mess up a lot of people's theology, wouldn't it? Huh? Oh, yeah. Now, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to open it up. The invasion over the border. I saw the statistic the other day. I could, I might be wrong, okay? It was high. 38% of Americans are over the age of 60. I think I saw that, 38%. So it would take, uh, so if they're over 60, give them 20 years, they live 20 years, who will be in charge when those 20-year-old immigrants coming over the border have 20 years to dig in deep here in America? What's it going to be like for my children and my grandchildren? Is this going to be Christian America? Well, Coach, that's just what the Bible said is going to happen, Coach. Look up our redemption, Charles Nye. I don't want to die. Anybody want to die? Anybody looking to die? I'd die for those little grandbabies. Oh, little Annie spent the night with us last night, that sweet little thing. Oh, my goodness, Lord Jesus, help me. Help me protect Annie. Help me defend Annie. Help me do it now, Lord, now. Boys and girls, we are under a lawless government. Our government not only doesn't follow the Constitution, they are lawless. And because they're opening the border, we will be invaded by people who are not Americans. Do you understand it? Do you understand it? Do you understand that our Senate and our House are drawing, Senate maybe it is, are drawing up a bill where only 5,000 a day are allowed in? 5,000 a day, that's it. We're just going to let 5,000 a day in. Can anybody do the math on that? What's 5,000 times 365? Somebody hurry up. 5,000 times 365. That's our compromise. 5,000 times 365. Can I tell you why? Because some of the churches are involved with it. Some of the churches want those, want those people in here. 1,825,000. 1,825,000 in one year at 5,000 a day. I wonder how many God-fearing veterans are dying off. Well, let's kill off those old veterans, those old God-fearing American lovers, and let's bring in these people who ain't got no clue what America's about. Let's bring them in there. Then we can get them to vote for free things from the government. And then, wow, folks, America is the last hope of the world. Still last hope of the world. It's going to happen on my watch and your watch. Actually, I feel pretty good other than that. Roger, come on up. You got unmute, bud. Dave, I um, oh, it, you know, <laughs> the truth hurts sometimes. <laughs> the truth yep. at, at times, and uh, <clears throat> I went to a church yesterday, and uh, I try to get there a couple times a month, and I primarily go to hold my wife's hand in the service, and then I run down real quick to hug the grandkids and talk to them and get one of their colored giraffes to take to my office. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but it was mission. It was mission Sunday. And oh, good, good. I, um, you know, I walked in not being real attentive to what was going on at the church anymore. I, and there was just booths everywhere. And I was looking for the table, the mission table that said, save America. <laughs> or save babies. How about that yeah. one? Save, save America, save babies. And 
I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued because what what my church is doing is doing done by thousands of churches across the world. You know what 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 um what are we what are we thinking? The mission field is right outside um our our door, you know. Roger, it's probably beside you in the pew. <clears throat> well, that too. That too. Um, and it just is intriguing. I'm, I'm just intrigued by that now. And I think of the, I just don't know that people understand if we collapse, we're it, man. We're, we're, if we collapse as a nation, as Christless as we are, you know, the world is in deep trouble. So anyways, that was my little experience yesterday. So Roger, we have to ask ourselves, uh, Christians, are, is God done with America? Are, are, are we just going to go under and then the rapture come? And is that is that where we are? Because I'm telling you, that's where our attitude seems to be in the modern American church. We don't mind that our government lies to us. We don't mind that our government steals from us in taxation and gives it to gives it to foreign countries. I saw they're going to give eighty billion dollars to the Ukraine and twenty billion to protect our own border. Eighty billion to protect Ukraine's border. Twenty billion to correct to protect ours. Yeah. Uh, who's who's going to raise the gospel of the kingdom of God, Ukraine or the U.S.? You know, I'm I'm not saying Putin is a good man or bad man, but the church is flourishing in the Soviet Union right now. It's flourishing. Do you think, do you think Putin's uh, less Christian than Biden, Roger? <laughs> that's a that's a very good analogy. I mean, I don't know how Christian Bi- Putin is, but I, I know how Christian Biden is. And Kamala, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, Mary Beth, come on in, then Dale. You have to unmute. Sorry, I just wanted to say, what did you say earlier? You said, am I on the wrong side of history? Well, everybody in the chat's going to say, or everybody in the show is going to say, no, of course not. I'm on the, I'm not, I'm sometimes I wonder which side I'm on. I'm not, I'm on the Lord's side. Whichever one that is, Dale. The Lord's side, yeah. Amen, coach. Isn't, isn't that what Joshua, when he asked the captain of the Lord of hosts, whose side are you on? And he looked at him and said, neither, <laughs> neither, for no. I am the captain and the Lord of the hosts. But yesterday, coach, that analogy, you know, we had several guests, brother. It was such a divine moment. And I was speaking on, the parable of the of the wedding feast in heaven where the one came in, right? And the Lord looked at him and said, sir, how did you get in here, right? Which right. is the false religion, the false religion. And brother, I begin to ask our guest, I said, if you were facing, I got some, I got some people who were facing 20 years in prison. What kind of crime do you think that they did? These are people from America. Now, these are guests, brother. These people knew nothing. Knew nothing of Cal Zastro or Heather Idoni or Chet Gallagher or any of these people. And I went around and I'd murder. They were murderers. They were, listen, coach, they were all saying that they must have been murderers. I said, what if I told you they were protecting from a murder taking place? Mm. Brother, let me tell you what, their jaws dropped. And I said, oh, and by the way, brother, I'm so honored and so blessed. Chet Gallagher reached out to me and Cal's Astro. Guess who's coming to speak at my church this month and next month? Hallelujah. Those those Bible revival people, brother. I said, you'll need to invite your friend because this this is where the rubber is meeting the road here in this country. And you better wake up, people. You better wake up. So, brother, it impacted these people that had never seen such a thing about about what's happening in America. Yet they probably attend these other churches because they were raising their hands during worship and they never heard anything like this, brother. That's right. Let me tell you what, it's it's an incredible thing. This is the church that has come in without the proper garments on. And what does the Lord say? He says, now bind that man and cast him into Hmm. outer darkness where there will be Weeping and gnashing of teeth, brother. This is going to be many in the church right there, and that's that's a sad day. That's a scary thing. That's a scary thing. I think it's Second Timothy chapter two talks about having a form of godliness, 
but denying the power thereof from such men turn away. Does anybody know where that is? I think it's 2 Timothy 2. Uh, no, maybe I'm in the wrong place. Having a form of godliness, walking like a Christian, talking like a Christian, praying like a Christian, loving like a Christian. Where is that? Somebody find that for me, because I don't want you to think I'm lying to you. Uh, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such men get the heck away from. Amen. Second oh, Timothy 3, 5. I knew I was close. Second Timothy 3, 5. Second hmm? Timothy 3, 5. What's it say? Oh, this know also that in the last day, start at one, start at one. This know also in the last days, perilous times shall come. See, they think because this stuff shows up, it's the last days. That's the word, that's the mentality of the church. Because men are lovers of their own selves and covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady minded. Head, high-minded lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Because that kind of man shows up, they says it's the end times. See? No, no, no. That's the characteristics of man, unregenerated man. Man without the heart of God. That's what the picture you're seeing right there. They have a form of godliness. But they deny the power of God. Get away from them, folks. Why? Because these are the sort that creep into houses through the television and lead captive silly women bound up with their own sins, led away with divers' lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. What if those houses are churches? Go back up there again. Go back. For this is a set such for this. I just got that from the Holy Spirit, by the way. Going down to six. Keep going one more. For thee, for six, for of this sort are they which creep into God's house and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts. Oh, Lord. Say, Coach, you're so negative. No, I'm not. I'm just like you go to the doctor. The doctor tells you 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 got the flu. Say, dang, you sure are negative, Doc. Well, I'm just giving you the symptoms here. It's right here. Here it is. There's the prescription. Jack, then Myra. Myra, then Jack. Go ahead, Jack. Go ahead, Jack. In case anybody hasn't seen it, I put a YouTube video in the chat. Sing a little louder uh, yep. to go along with what that that pastor was talking about in Germany. It's it'll it'll just rip your heart out. See if you can get that ready, John. See if you can get that ready, Myra. Yes, Coach. Thank God for beautiful ladies like Betty Perkins, who has the fear of the Lord in her heart. And they hate her for it, by the way. They hate Betty. It is written, (laughs) it is written, Matthew 12, 32 through 34, Matthew 12, 32 through 34. And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither this world neither in the world to come either make the tree good and his fruit good or else make tree corrupt this his fruit corrupt for the tree is known by his fruit O generation of vipers how can ye be an evil speak good things for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh hallelujah thank you coach Diana, then Laura. Uh, yes, I um, excuse my voice. I have a cold, but sounds great. Weekend, I did a an experiment with Bluetooth, 
Bluetooth, as you know, connects devices. So yeah. whenever you turn on your Bluetooth, you'll see like your car listed or your speaker or your computer. Well, I had, you know, watched this video about how to set your phone so that you could pick up people who had been vaccinated. <laughs> so oh, um, those people who have been vaccinated have a Bluetooth number in them. And I could not believe it. I mean, it is unreal. Okay, so I turn it on when I'm by myself. There's no Bluetooth picked up. I turn it on with a friend of mine who's not vaccinated. No Bluetooth is picked up. Oh, my goodness. I walked into Walmart. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I walked into, yeah, I walked into Walmart, turned it on. Oh, my gosh. Roll, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling of all of these six-digit Alpha numeric sets uh, of two numbers come up. It says device name will appear when this device is connected. And so see, a human is not a device yet. The FCC has a rule that says that if you have a car that's Bluetooth compatible or you have a manufacturer of a speaker or whatever, you have to give that a name. That's why when your speaker comes up or your car comes up, it says Volvo, whatever. It has to have a name according to the FCC. One of the major car companies got a million dollar, a $12 million lawsuit because they didn't name their device. So it is a requirement that every device has to be named, but humans are not uh, technically a device yet because they're not, this vaccination is not set to communicate. It's set to identify where you are to, and 5G is to not really communicate, but to scan to find out where the devices are. So they can program um, these, uh, this number in you. Now, if you've gotten several <laughs> shots you have several numbers okay and they can make this yeah they can make this number um get, uh identify certain parts of your body to it's like an ultraviolet black light you know when you put a black light over something yeah. so when you go into the airport uh they can have a light that just automatically it's amazing this they have this device so they can find this light that can just shine uh beam on you and your forehead shows a luciferese oh unit that's in this uh, vax. Okay, so I go into the mall and I went into where the children are playing in the middle of the mall. They have those little children play areas. And I know these children don't have any, de any devices on them because they're running and running and playing on my lands. That I just scrolled and scrolled and scrolled. These children's, all of oh. these numbers that are in these children uh, so they are not yet named as a device, but whenever they're named as a device, they'll be able to connect them to all kinds of principalities of the air. Oh, okay, Information is in the air. Energy is in the air. Water is in the air. Um, they'll be able to connect them to all different Internet of things. And so I just wanted you to be aware that you can turn your phone on anywhere you are to find out if somebody is vaccinated. Um, and. It, it just blew my mind. It blew my mind. All right, I'll, I'll check that one out. Oh, my goodness. That's, listen, I got to go here. Go to number six real quick. Go to number six. I'll, I'll be right back, Lauren. Hang in there with me. Oh, my goodness. Number six. Are you sitting down? Folks, they have so lied to us. They have so lied to us. We're not going to play the whole thing, okay? Johnny, put that on full screen. Click on that arrow, make it full screen. There you go. And just play this. We'll play about four minutes of it, okay? January, February 2019, data, CDC data. Go ahead, John. So the medical board came to me in February of 2019 and said, prove that the vaccine-friendly plan is as safe as the CDC schedule. I literally laughed. I couldn't believe they would ask that. They've never proven anything they've done is safer than anything else. Nevertheless, I hired an outside expert. We got every single data point for every patient born in my practice. 2,700 variably vaccinated, 560-some unvaccinated, and we age-matched them and compared them, and this is what we found. This should go on T-shirts. I'm just not organized enough to do it, but you'll see vaccinated in orange. Blue are the unvaccinated kids, and it speaks for itself. At doctorsandscience.com, all the slides I'm presenting here are available, so don't worry about trying to catch them all on pictures. 
But here we go. We're going to go fast because I only have 15 minutes. I want you to see these slides. Here's asthma, blue line unvaccinated, yellow vaccinated, allergic rhinitis, eczema, sinusitis, gastroenteritis, respiratory infections, otitis media, conjunctivitis, those are eye infections. Wait a minute, I thought vaccines prevented infections. What's going on here? Vaccines shift the immune system to allergy and autoimmunity and you have more and more infections of other kinds. Here's other infections. Here's breathing issues. Here's behavioral issues. ADD, ADHD. There was none in the unvaccinated patients for 10 years in my practice. That's unbelievable, folks. So what was the response of the medical board to this landmark study? They yanked my license. I want to tell you something. You'll hear, oh, um, association does not mean causation. Have you heard that? That's the reason you, your story of your vaccine-injured child doesn't count. It was just a coincidence. It's not a coincidence if we have multiple other studies and we have a mechanism of action. I've already explained the aluminum mechanism. There's another mechanism of too many vaccines too soon causes immune activation, which causes problems. So here's some other studies. This was the Mawson study. If you see the little white unvaccinated child relative to that child, the vaccinated kids had twice as much chronic illness, three times as much eczema, four times as much neurodevelopmental autism, ADD, learning disabilities, and 30 times as much allergies. Okay, you can put it in Published the chat. Study. It goes on and on and on and on and on. Put it in the chat. It's crazy, isn't it? Lauren, come on in. Good morning. I just... um. The things that you've been sharing this morning just echoes the statement I had said last week that there's there's a lot of almost Christians that have filled that are filled in hell. Almost and um they're you know, and they're not going to heaven because they're almost Christians because they know the language, they know they know the 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 routine, they know how to do it though. And that's where they don't understand where the impact of Jesus's statement is. Depart from me. I never knew you worker of iniquity. Amen. And it doesn't fear anyone. <clears throat> Folks. Uh, what would you think the Lord would say if he knew that we had the ability, each and every one of us now, we had the ability to save a baby from abortion and we chose not to do it. What do you think his response would be? And it's easy for us to say, well, you know, there really isn't a whole lot I could do because it's the woman's choice. And uh, the government get, grants her that choice, the Constitution grants her that right. Well, you know what happens. Eleven of you get arrested and thrown in jail, facing 10 years in jail for trying to save a baby. Really? Really? And what's the church say? Turn up the volume. What's the church say? Turn up the volume. Turn up the volume. Come on in, Rochelle. Can't hear you, dear. Rochelle, are you there? Diana, your hand's still up. Do you want to come in? Your hand's still up. It doesn't matter. I got I got I got plenty of stuff I can get to. Plenty of stuff. Rochelle, there. No, don't want to. Hey, no. I wanna also I wanna also say that when I was driving, if you're driving and I'm on a country road and there's nobody around, you don't get anything. As soon as a car passes you, you can pick up uh the unidentified the unidentified MAC address. I had a man and his dog in the car because now they're vaccinating animals. Right. Picked up two, one for the man, one for the dog. Mm. Amen, amen. Hey, let me make you a note of something. Yeah, Bobby, teachers, doctors, I mean, everywhere you look, pastors. So, I mean, it's just unbelievable that our pastors aren't able to see the truth and speak the truth. That chart that we just saw. Folks, this is destroying little human beings, little human beings. And we are we're groveling the foot of government afraid to say anything against them. Michelle, now your hand's up. 
Yeah, I think I'm working now. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. Um, okay, so about the Luciferase, I dropped an article in the chat that tells you more about it. Um, it's definitely out there. As a matter of fact, I saw, um, this was about a year ago, a doctor took his team out to the graveyard and nobody brought their phones or any equipment that would pick up MAC addresses and they could identify MAC addresses in the graves oh. of the people in the graveyard. And um, uh, well, attorney hang, Todd Callender. Hang, hang on a second. I want you to finish it. Diana, Michelle, you're, Michelle, you're saying if I go outside and I turn my thing on to YouTube, these these things are going to pop up on my phone as possible connections. Is that what you're saying? Well, you take your you take your phone and what you put it in some type of programmer mode, and then that's when you can see the MAC addresses. And um, as actually, they there is a video that can show you how to do these things, and you can see the people as MAC addresses. Attorney Todd Callender um, is so upset by this because he does believe that you can now patent the people because the mRNA does now change your DNA. So you are now a new product or device. Oh, um, there was something else I wanted to tell you guys. Oh, what you first talk, were, started talking about, I pulled this up and I, I'm going to share it. It's uh, in Wikipedia. This is totally posted. It's not hidden from anybody. It is the list of skull and bone members and just so you know, Skull and Bones goes back to the 1800s, and they you get a tap on the shoulder, and you're introduced into that group that George Carlin told you you're not a part of. Yeah. And if you look at this list, it goes through um, 10 years at a time, the decades, all of them. They are so up in our legislatures, our states, our Congress our doctors, they're everywhere. I'm, I can't wait to drop this in and you guys look at this list of members from Skull and Bones, this secret society who has been out to undermine the United States from the day it was born. But, but Rochelle, our church has told us we're not supposed to get involved. We're going to talk about Neat the trick. secret, not the secular. Neat, Neat trick. So we just opened the floodgate to let every deviant in America run for office. Do you know this is going on now, folks? Are you looking at me? Now Democrats are running as Republicans. Did you know that's going on with the endorsement of the Republican Party? Betty, come on in. Good morning. It's been going on for quite a while, but I just put on my Bluetooth and I have like six people on here that I never even heard of. And it's probably from people going by. <laughs> well, don't plug into them, Betty. <laughs> run for your life. Sheila, quickly. It goes way back, Coach, on their private secret list. Even the territorial governors before the states were formed. It goes all the way back. And it's in the 45 points. You must take over a nation before they have become self-governing. Hmm. So what they're trying to do, uh, we're not self-governing anymore. And they're trying to eliminate all those who understood self-governing and what it was all about, and then bring in all these worker bees, and they'll be under the total control of the government. That's where, folks, that's where it's heading. And, and you know what the church is doing? The church is welcoming them. The Catholic social services is getting millions, if not billions of dollars in funding to bring these people across the border. Now, we would say, right, well, coach, they just need Jesus. We have to bring them across the board and evangelize them. I wonder, I wonder this. I wonder if we, we went into every church in America and the pastor stood up in front. He brought in, he brought in Bill Gates and he brought in uh, uh, George Soros. He brought in all Elon Musk. Uh, brought them all in there. He said they stood up front and said, hey, listen, we've changed our philosophy here. We want to spread some of our money around. If you have ever led somebody to the Lord, uh, come forward. We want to give you a million dollars. How many people in the church would be able to walk forward and do that? And collect their million dollars. Why? Because we haven't been taught to evangelize others. We've been taught to bring them to church and let the pastor evangelize them. Make them a member of our church, 
not a member of the kingdom of God. Hey, we got some catching up to do. No Bridie on show today. I'll tell you why here in a minute. God bless you, folks. See you tomorrow.